so we start to get better results and those those better results become the motivation to continue to do the emotional labor that change and innovation always requires of us. Phil Johnson and I, after the camera and the recording had finished, carried on chatting. And there was incredible insights, additional insights about how he sees things. And there was a lot of it gelling with me. So I thought I would send the recording in onto my team at Right Business Results and see if they could pull out some nuggets as a special one-off episode for goals do come true. So it's Phil and it's a top up on what we did last week. He's got interesting, a little bit crazy, a little bit out there sort of stuff. So I thought it would be good to be able to share some of the stuff that we talked about after the recording. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. You're, you're making your mother very proud in the work you're doing. So on behalf of your mother, I want to thank, thank you. you. I would share, I would share too with, for you and going forward, tell people more about you and you, the journey you've been on in your mm-hmm. life. What it was like prior to, I don't know, 2010, yeah. did yeah. you say? What was your life like prior to 2010 and what's your life been like? post 2010 well that's uh, i mean you know i touch on it in my books my first book is goals do come true because i used to write my goals down on a day-by-day basis they come they come true if you're willing to do the emotional labor that the change requires to make them come true yeah so you start out with a vision you start out with some source of motivation which is First mm-hmm. step, but then you show up dated every day and you do a little bit that either moves you or doesn't move you towards mm-hmm. that vision. You fall on your face, you say, What the hell am I doing? Um, and you remember the vision, you go, Okay, you get up and you dust yourself off and you keep yes. moving forward. And that's the critical thing. And that's the pa- that's why the vision, without the vision, without the love you had for your mother and your wife and others, you wouldn't have achieved no. your goals. So that that emotional connection you had to that vision is the gas you put in your tank to do the work mm-hmm. required and to keep doing the work until you achieved your vision. Yes. Then you set yes. another vision. That's where I'm at at the moment, setting the next vision. And it's not one person at a time now, is it? Unfortunately, it, it is and it isn't. Change happens one person at a time. One thing I didn't mention, and the most important thing I didn't mention, is that I've been proving that there's an underlying energy physics to all of this that makes the results of our emotional intelligence as predictable and quantifiable as any physical science. Would you like to know in three minutes what the root cause is of all drama, chaos. That's why I'm still recording. Oh, you're recording? Shit. I'm still recording. I always um, record after the event because there's always 
there's okay. always a little something so that me, somebody somebody at my team can chop this up and slot it in somewhere. This is the big something. This is the big something that I didn't mention in our initial discussion. When we're born, we're not born with a conscious mind. Our conscious mind doesn't kick in until we're about a, a year or so old. We are born with an unconscious mind. And we immediately start wiring up our brain to create the habits, the neural network pathways in our brain to survive, to get food, to fit in, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of those habits are what I call victim habits. They're habits that unconsciously cause us to give away our energy. And we do it in a myriad of ways, how we communicate, listen, take responsibility, make decisions, all sorts of ways. But when we give away our habit, over here, it creates an energy deficit in us. E equals mc squared energy can't be created or destroyed, just changes form. So at the same time we're giving away our energy over here, we have to replace that energy we're giving away over here by trying to steal energy from other people over here. And that dynamic is going on inside of everybody, everywhere, all the time in the world. And that is the root cause of all drama, chaos, and conflict everywhere in the world. So what I do in the MBL program is I show them how they're unconsciously giving away their energy over here, and I give them better habits to practice to stop doing that. And when they stop giving away their energy over here, their need to steal the energy of other people over here goes away because they don't need it. And it's in that process, it's in that journey that we develop our emotional intelligence, we raise our level of consciousness about what's going on in us and around us, and we become more inspirational leaders. So those are the three outcomes that occur as a result of learning to stop giving away our energy. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So that is the solution to everything. Our whole existence, our whole life, the purpose of Life is to take the challenges we face and how we face them as opportunities to raise our level of consciousness about what's going on in us and around us. See, when we raise our walls, when we're giving away our energy, we raise our walls, we become more resistive, more judgmental, more attached to outcome. We become blind. We become blind to who we are, and we become blind to being able to see other people for who they are. But as we do the emotional labor of lowering our walls, by becoming less resistant, less judgmental, less attached to outcome, we're able to reconnect with who we really are. We're able to see who we really are, and we're able to actually see other people for who they really are. So as you develop your emotional intelligence, your reality and their reality become the same thing. Let me give you an example of a company that's currently doing over a trillion dollars a year in sales whose total hiring process, total hiring focus is on the search for people with above average levels of emotional intelligence. My company is Apple. Yes. Apple's whole, the reason you, when you walk into an Apple store, that energy you feel is an example of a more emotionally intelligent environment. They're not trying to sell you anything. They want to understand your pain. And if possible, offer a solution to your pain. 
Why do you buy anything or not as secondary to their desire to want to serve you? They want you to have a great experience. And maybe you'll go tell your friends and maybe they'll tell their friends. You can feel how the energy in that environment is different from the energy in the stores around that store. So the development of emotional intelligence represents the future of organizational development. More and more couples, Apple, Google, Southwest Airlines, JetBlue, Infosys, Whole Foods, Fax, Costco, and others are hiring, developing, and promoting emotional intelligence. But how do they measure it? I, I love the conversation. I thank you for the conversation. I love, obviously, talking about this stuff as well as teaching it and coaching it. The more emotionally intelligent you become, the more you're able to see it in other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason this resonates with you, Doug, and it doesn't sound like Swahili, mm-hmm. is because of your current level of emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. So I'm going to be able to more easily identify it anyway, just because. Exactly. Exactly. The reason you're able to walk into a room and sense the energy in the room is because of we have these specialized brain cells, the brain side in our prefrontal cortex that brain scientists call the mirror neurons. I call them bullshit meters. (laughs) Um, You can't fake being real. You can't fake being authentic. Because we've evolved from being in tribes, we've had to develop the ability to sense whether somebody's trying to help us or Mm -hmm. eat us. So that's that's the function of these specialized brain cells in our prefrontal cortex called mirror neurons. So that the more you develop your emotional intelligence, the more you connect with yourself, the easier it is for you to connect with other people. As a matter of fact, as you develop your emotional intelligence, you know more about what's going on inside of them than they do Mm. because they're blind, because their fear has blinded them to the reality of the present moment. They can't see you and they can't see themselves. So we're walking around largely just bumping into each other. We don't know who we are. So, we so don't Phil, what happens if you're is. married to somebody? <laughs> Go ahead. Ask the question. Because my wife says to me, don't, don't tell me what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, no, sure. I'm, I'm ultra so, sensitive so to her feelings, you know. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you don't mind me just spending a few moments to tell you about my new book. I'm very excited. It's called Think Simple, Win Big, How to Build the Business of Your Dreams with a Few Simple Goals. And it's a rewrite of my original book, Goals Do Come True. And it's especially available for entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to get the fundamentals right with their business. So if you are interested in getting your hands on a copy, go to my website, www.dougbennett.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. Yep. So you bring up another good point. Men want to solve yes. problems. That's how we yes. evolve. Yes. Women want to let their emotions out through conversation. That's how they evolve. Women have more connective tissue between the left and right hemispheres of their brain than men do. Men have evolved to be more point and shoot. Mm-hmm. 
and women have evolved to be more of the caregivers, the you know, home mm-hmm. builders, uh, that kind of stuff. We've got uh, to be so careful so, talking so women, about this these days, you know. But it's science. Uh, women, women can women can walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> uh, they are much stronger yes. than men. We need men need to develop more of that feminine capability yeah. through the development of our emotional yeah. intelligence. Yeah. Often the way we try and show our love for somebody else is to solve their problems. Hey, I know how to fix mm-hmm. that. And we, we cut the woman off because we don't want to, we don't want them to be mm-hmm. in pain. We mm-hmm. want to help them. Mm-hmm. But the woman views that as, Hey, he doesn't want, he won't let mm-hmm. me speak. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about mm-hmm. my feelings. He's just trying to get me to mm-hmm. stop talking. Yeah. So the relationship yeah. goes like this. The woman doesn't feel appreciated. The man doesn't feel appreciated. Because all he's wanted to do is try and help. And all she wants is. And all she wants have to do a, is share you know, have feelings a with the person she loves the most on the planet. Yeah. Jesus Christ, has taken me 59 years to work that out. <laughs> That's another thing we were never yeah. taught. See, so much of this stuff we were never yeah. taught. And it's why the world is the yeah. way it is. We were, we were focused our whole existence. You're ready for another <laughs> little bit of information. I'm going to have to put this over two episodes. You know that, don't you? Put it over. We can have, we can have this conversation for as many, <laughs> many days as, as, and as often as it takes until we're, until we're both no longer <laughs> here. We've been told since birth that we're not enough. And that power is external. We've been brought up in a win-lose model. You know, we're not smart enough. We're not tall enough. We're not fast enough. We're not rich enough. We're not, you know, fill in the blank. And that's caused us to view power as external as opposed to internal. So we've been searching for our answers out there. Out there. Yeah. And our answers are in here. Our answers, we've been looking in the yeah. wrong place. So if the model we live in, if our institutions have been set up to view power as external, to reflect power as external, doesn't it stand to reason that the people that are successes within that model that views power as external are the best at controlling, manipulating others to steal their energy? Oh, Wow. Doesn't it stand to reason that they are the greatest victims being driven by their ego-based fear that are least willing to change, that are least willing to do the emotional labor that change and innovation requires of us? And if you want proof of that, just look out your damn window. Look at the world we live in. Look at the people being rewarded in this model. The model is wrong. What The brass ring we've been pursuing is I don't care about you. I only care about Mm. me. I don't want to hurt you, provided you don't get in Mm. my way. But at the end of the day, it's all about me. It's not about us. It's Mm. about me. As long as I get enough money, have a big enough house, have enough possessions, I'm good. I've I've got the brass Mm -hmm. ring. And that's what's destroying the planet. Ego, 
based fear is destroying the planet. And at the end of the day, if we don't all survive, none of us survive. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how big your house is or how much money you have or how high your walls are, you won't survive. So the model we live in has been rewarding victim behavior. It's been rewarding behavior that causes us to steal other people's energy through control and manipulation. Let me give you an example of how we give away our energy. You want an example from the MBL program? It's called Authentic Listening. And the key to authentic listening is how somebody feels about you, whether they like you or whether they don't, has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what's going on inside of the other person. But if how you feel about yourself is based on how somebody else feels about you, who's controlling your life, you or them? It's always them, isn't it? Correct. You're unconsciously giving away your energy to them to determine how you should feel about you. If they like you, you like you. If they don't like you, you don't like you. If you don't get 10,000 likes, you Mm -hmm. don't feel good. So that's one of the ways, one of the many ways, we are unconsciously giving away our our energy to other people. And when that happens, the opposite effect also gets triggered. We have to be, at the same time, we're giving away our energy to somebody else. We're trying to recoup that energy by stealing it from other people. And that dynamic is going on inside of everybody, everywhere, all the time, all over the world. Except aren't we making a little that bit is of a difference, the, you and I, by being yeah. emotionally? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So, so what happened? Great question. <laughs> Yes, yes. So we're doing our bit, right? (laughs) This gets back to you and your wife. Yes. In order for us to keep our walls up, we have to be able to steal the energy of other people around us. If those other people around us won't give us their energy, we have to begin to lower our walls and become less resistive, less judgmental, less attached to outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if you want to help somebody... Stop giving them your energy. Stop feeding them your energy. And if you do that, they will begin to lower their walls. That's how you become an inspirational leader, by not giving away your energy. See, it's kind of like a drug addict or an alcoholic that wants you to give you the, wants you to give them the drugs and the alcohol. But the worst thing you can do is give them the drugs and the alcohol, mm-hmm. right? So when you stop giving them the drugs and the alcohol, they're not going to like you mm-hmm. very much. But eventually they'll recover and they'll appreciate what you did for them. Yeah. When you stop giving away your energy to other people, they're not going to like you very much, but you're weaning them off the energy they need to keep their walls up. See, victims, what I call victims, travel in Mm -hmm. packs, but they don't like each other. They don't trust each other and they can never lower their walls around each other, but they need each other. They have a codependent relationship. But if you stop giving people your energy, that will create an attraction. They will want to move towards you because unconsciously, because of these mirror neurons, they're going to start to sense that they can lower their walls and be more of who they truly are around you than they can be around their victim buddies. Mm -hmm. See, the real test of authentic leadership is followers. 
if you need a title to get somebody to follow you, you're not yeah. a leader. If your behavior, if your actions don't inspire followers, mm-hmm. you're not a leader. See, leadership's not a position, it's a choice mm-hmm. that we each need to make. By learning to lower your walls, by learning to stop giving away your energy, that will inspire others to lower their walls and feel safer around you, feel safer to open up, to be trusting. You're demonstrating your trustabilities. Oh, by the way, here's another little piece. Want another little piece? You can tell I've been doing this for a while. Because of the accelerating rate of global change, there's something that's evolved called the trust economy. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. I think I have, yeah. It's currently estimated at over $10 trillion a year. If it were a country, it'd be one of the three or four Mm. largest economies in the world. What it is, we can't keep up with the accelerating rate of change. So we're relying more and more on our network of trusted advisors to determine what we should do. So the development of your trustability, the demonstration of your trustability, your network of trusted advisors is the greatest asset you have as an individual and as an organization. So learning to lower your walls by developing your emotional intelligence demonstrates your trustability, demonstrates that you're not trying to eat mm-hmm. the other person, you're trying to mm-hmm. serve them. Yeah. And by the way, that leads to revenue growth. Everything. All that stuff. Phil, we could we could talk for days. As you said, we could talk for days. It's been an absolute yep. pleasure. Thank you. For me as well. Thanks, Doug. I, I really appreciate the work Thank you're you. doing. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 